Hey, in the Old Testament and in parts of the New Testament, God spoke through prophets, and they were able to say, thus says the Lord. They're able to predict future events. The question is, are those prophets still available today? Are there modern day prophets that we should listen to because they have a direct line access to God? Let's talk about that. All right, so when you watch or listen to uh, pastors, teachers uh, online today or uh, read on TV, whatever it is, you find some that claim to be modern-day spokespersons for God, uh, prophets, Mm -hmm. and there are others who give those kind of people that kind of credence, that kind of uh, title. Yeah, whole churches even are built on this idea right here of, all right, this is the guy we follow. He's the one that has the answers. He's the one that hears from God, and I am listening to him so that I can hear from God. Yeah, that they are somehow able to know God in a way different than everybody else. They have a direct line access to him. They hear things that no one else is able to hear. And they are even able to foretell future events. Whoo, man, those, uh, you have to ask the question. Okay, so is that real? Is that valid? Is that what we are really called to listen to and believe? Is that biblical? That's what I was going to say. For there to be modern day prophets in the same way that there were in the Old Testament and parts of the New Testament. So, great question. And it's something we must consider today because the church is called to be the pillar and the ground of truth. We must be accurate and careful about what we believe and so that we are clearly representing heaven and what God says. It must be accurate because he he closely guards what he says, Mm -hmm. how it is spoken. So, uh, we have to ask this question today about uh, prophets in our day. So uh, to answer the question, we start with some essentials. I believe the Bible speaks on this. I don't yeah. whether I believe it or not. It does. It, it does, yeah. Uh, it speaks. And so we begin with some essentials today about what the Bible says. And so we know in the Old Testament that there were prophets. Mm-hmm. There were those that God spoke through, people that he raised up and he revealed truth to them, and they were the mouthpiece to speak to God's people and the world. Yeah, Uh, That was the way. They didn't have the Bible Mm -hmm. like we have. They didn't even have the completed work of Jesus at the time. And so God used that method. He spoke through individuals to declare what heaven said. Yes. And um, he sometimes even spoke through them to foretell what was going to happen next. Yeah, And I would even say he didn't just choose those people randomly. Right. And, and it's not like he just made up some random system, but it's a very laid out system in the yeah. way that he did that he did. And you know, it's, right. it's all laid out there so we can see uh, the way that God works. Yeah. So uh, you see that clearly in the old Testament. Yeah. Uh, we have entire books written by people who were yep. prophets, the major and minor prophets, major and the minor prophets. Yeah. That's right. So those were people Isaiah, Jeremiah, Ezekiel, that God met with, spoke to, so that they would meet with and speak with others on behalf of God. Yes. That was his plan. Mm -hmm. He could have revealed himself in numerous ways, but he chose that plan. Um, We even see some of that in the New Testament. Not not a lot, but you do see occasions of that in the New Testament. Uh, For example, in the book of Acts, chapter 11, it says, and in these days... Prophets came from Jerusalem to Antioch. Then one of them named Agabus stood up 
and showed by the Spirit that there was going to be a great famine throughout all the world, which also happened in the days of Claudius Caesar. So here in the New Testament, you see God speaking through a person, giving future telling, foretelling of future events Mm -hmm. that were going to play out. And, and even something tragic, a great famine, something they would have to prepare for and all those things. Exactly. It's an intense directive from God. Exactly. So here's God speaking through prophets, yeah. Old Testament, some New Testament. Now, what we have to also understand is that God used that method before the finished work of Jesus. We have all of that mm-hmm. outlined for us in the Old Testament. Yeah. Um, he used this method before the foundation of the church was fully established in some of the book of Acts. Uh, We have that before the scripture as a whole were completed, even this Acts 11. Absolutely. Um, So those were ways that God spoke at a time past while he was finishing a work. Yeah. Okay? And that there's nothing uncommon about that. In fact, it's very natural. God has ways that he worked in certain times. Yeah. Uh, in the old, old, old Testament, there was the tabernacle. That yeah. was the way that God spoke to his people and revealed yeah. himself on earth. Yeah, the way they related it to him yes. was through the tabernacle. But with the coming of Jesus, the tabernacle was done away with. Mm-hmm. That was an old way that God spoke. We don't go to a building any longer to bring sacrifices because of the finished work of Jesus. Yeah. So it's not uncharacteristic of God to use a way for a time, and then use another way in another period of time. Yep. It's part of his sovereign plan. Absolutely. And one other thing I'd say even about this Acts 11 passage is this is describing what happened. This Mm -hmm. is just describing this is what happened in the church at the time with the people who were of God. This is not saying this is how things must go. This is not saying there must be a prophet that comes forward and tells about a thing that happens in the future. But this is saying this is what happened. So that's another big difference again, because at the time, uh, the foundation of the church was not totally established. Uh, The scriptures were not completed. Obviously, this is in the scriptures, so we don't have all the New Testament that was written. Mm -hmm. Uh, But this was after Jesus had lived his whole life and was resurrected. And his work was finished. Exactly, yes. So... Um, Hebrews 1 speaks to this, this idea that God speaks in times in certain ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's important, a couple of verses here. All scripture is important. Yeah. <clears throat> but these are important in the context of what we're talking about today. Yeah. So Hebrews 1, verse 1 and 2 says, God, who at various times and in various ways spoke in time past to the Father's by the prophets, in other words, here was a way yep. that God spoke in time past yep. to the very generations of faith. Yep. It was through the prophets, that verse goes on to say, has in these last days spoken to us by his son. Yeah. Ah, yeah. So here scripture <laughs> is telling us something shifted, something changed. There was a way that God spoke previously, yeah. and there is a way that God speaks today. Exactly, He has spoken, in fact. Yeah. He did speak, and now he has spoken. There was a way, and now there's another way. Yeah. That's important. Absolutely. And again, <clears throat> this is to the fathers by the prophets. This is not like, oh, this is a crazy different time and all these things, but it's what carried them to the time where the son 
did speak to them, where Jesus is yep. speaking to the church. It's the way that God chose to speak, to relate, and to communicate yep. to his people. Yep. Ephesians 2.20 says that having been built on the foundation, he's referring to the church, of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone. In other words, there is a way that God has worked and spoken. And he did so in one way until the work of Jesus was finished. He did so in one way until the church was established, its foundation built. Mm -hmm. He did so in one way until the scriptures were completed. And that way was through prophets. This is incredibly important to us today. This is massively important for us as believers that we understand these things, that there was a way that God spoke. He used prophets. Mm -hmm. They were moved by the Spirit. They They spoke and he used them yeah. to prepare for the way yeah. of Jesus to announce what Jesus was going to do, to build the church, to yeah. establish the church, and to provide for us the whole of Scripture. Yeah. But that has all been completed. Yes, That is done. Yeah. It is finished. Yeah. The work of Jesus Completed. He has yeah. now ascended to the Father, and he yep. is at the right hand of the Father, mm-hmm. praying for us. He's gone to prepare a place for us, and the foundation has been laid for the church as well. Yep. That has already been completed. We have established now that Jesus is the cornerstone yep. of the church. He is the foundation, and we are to build upon that. That work has been done. The whole of Scripture has been completed. Yep. It is finished. It is done. God has spoken. It is complete. It is finished. So the work of the prophet as it yeah. was in the Old Testament is no longer needed yep. in that way. In that way. In exactly. that way. Now, this is important because <clears throat> we don't need someone to come and speak on behalf of heaven anymore because God has spoken on behalf of heaven through his son. Exactly. That's what scripture says about yep. <laughs> yep. about the matter. So <clears throat> there will not be any new revelation from heaven because God has spoken clearly already in his son, establishing yep. the church, providing his word. Yep. There's nothing else that needs to be done to exactly. establish the church. We need to build. Yeah. We need to, to we need to obey. He's the one that actually builds the church. Yeah. We lift him up and he draws all. He yes, is the one who's exactly. building the church and the gates of hell will not prevail against yeah. it. Um, nothing else needs to be added to the whole of scripture. We don't need to add another book, another writing. Uh, if anyone else comes and adds to these words, as we have in some major religious exactly. groups today, exactly. uh, they have added to the entirety of Scripture, the whole of Scripture, yeah. added another writing, another book, yeah. uh, claiming it to be on par, if not elevated above Scripture. Exactly, because someone, some man, some yep. woman had a divine <clears throat> revelation and said, yep. this is what God is telling me. And they said, this is on par with Scripture. Yep. That's dangerous. Yeah, it is. The work of the prophet is no longer that of speaking new revelation. Uh, is no longer giving direction from heaven that I can't gain in Christ. Now, these are all massively important foundational truths for us to remember because there's so much, um, I hate to call it just misinformation. There's really some bad teaching yeah. out there. There's some, yes. some belief in error 
about how God speaks today. And God jealously guards what heaven sounds like yes. and what we say that heaven says. Yes. So um, we have been given access mm-hmm. to heaven through the blood of Jesus. Yeah. Uh, through a new and living way, Hebrews would say. And I can come boldly to that throne and find uh, strength to help in my time of need. Yeah. I don't have to go through a person. I don't have to go through a cardinal, a pope, or exactly. any other church official yeah. to get to heaven. Yeah. I don't have to go through anyone to hear of us, says the Lord. Yep. Um, I can hear that directly from heaven because of what Jesus has accomplished. I do not need another prophet in the way that the Old Testament and some parts, the New Testament, use the word prophet. He did speak in time past in that way, but he no longer speaks in those ways. So with that established, uh, once you lay that down as foundational, which Scripture does for us, this this is truth. Now let's build on this. Great. So we know that the New Testament then does describe... Uh, a gift that is yeah. to be functioning within the church of the the prophet. Mm-hmm. Uh, Romans talks about uh, Romans twelve uh, six says, having then gifts differing according to the yeah. grace given to us, let us use them. We have gifts given within the yeah. body that are essential. The body is now the way that God proclaims His truth throughout the earth. So He says, let us. Or if it's prophecy, if that's your gift, yeah. then prophesy in proportion to our faith. So then there must be a gift. There must be something that God uses within the church today that is the gift of prophecy. Because in 1 Corinthians 14, mm-hmm. one, it says, pursue love and desire spiritual gifts, but especially that you may prophesy. Yeah. So this is this is an important gift. It's a good uh, gift, yeah. uh-huh. one we should carefully pursue. Pursue, consider. Um, So what does that mean? Well, we have to remember God is consistent. God does not change. So if he says one thing in his word, then it must agree in all areas of his word. The whole counsel of scripture must be true. So the Greek words used here for prophesy or the gift of prophecy is, is a word that means an impassioned speaker, someone who is filled with an unction, moved by God to proclaim truth. And they do it with boldness, and clarity. So there are people that God gives the gift of prophecy to today in the church. Mm-hmm. And that gift then <clears throat> usually speaks with great clarity. They are they're gifted individuals who know yeah. how to speak truth and do so with clarity that when people hear it, they think, okay, yeah. I get it. I yeah. hear it. Because it's so <clears throat> deeply rooted in them. Yeah, it, it comes from not just their mind or their emotions, it comes from their spirit, where God yeah. is within them. It's a spiritual yeah. gift, exactly. not yeah. a, a mental, emotional, yeah. relational. Yeah. It's not your Enneagram. This exactly. is not your DISC no. personality profile. It's and, not your love language. Yeah, and it's not like the amount of logic that you have or the amount of the IQ or the comprehension that you have. But yep. this is, again, like you said, a spiritual gift. Yeah, and these people, they speak with clarity. They speak with an unction from yeah. God. They are uniquely gifted for this purpose. Romans would go on to describe some other gifts that are functioning within the body, uh, mercy and teaching and serving and organization and giving and exhortation. Yeah. This gift is different. Yeah, They're all necessary, uh, but this one is one of them. 
which is important. It's one of them. Exactly. Yeah. It doesn't <laughs> not mean the only one. <laughs> yeah. And it's not above. Them <clears throat> no, either. it's just one of these seven. Um, so we know that there are pastors and teachers and even just members of the body of Christ who have this gift. They, they function like that. And I, yeah. I know people in, in our church and in my life who are like that. They have this gift and they, Typically and usually, they are unafraid to speak yeah. boldly what God has put on their heart or what they have seen in Scripture. They usually have some great discernment. They discern yeah. things uh, in ways that other parts of the body might not. Everybody has yeah. their gift, their strengths, their weaknesses. The gift of prophecy usually has some discernment with it. They have insight into Scripture. They see through the moment. They see through the emotion. They see through the circumstances. And I appreciate that. They yeah. speak clearly. Um, and they'll come and, and we have conversations and they'll say, hey, here's what I, I, I've i seen in Scripture lately or here's a thing I noticed that God is doing. And they usually say it with great clarity, mm-hmm. with passion. And they also have, uh, they're gifted to speak out against sin. That's necessary. Yeah, That's an important part of, of the church, the body, and it's needed in our world today. We need prophets who will speak out and speak boldly yeah. against immorality and adultery and compromise and weak faith and selfishness and fear of man. We could go on and on with that. Yeah. They call the church to righteousness. They call the world to repentance. They point out the hand of God. And they speak bold when it's not even popular. Yeah, for so sure. There are people who have yeah. that gift. They have that unction yeah. within them. And I, and I appreciate that. The scripture sure. clearly says that. Yeah. And again, I would say that, that right there, that is a spiritual gift. That is not yeah. the only, that is not above the others. And there's a time and place for this. And there's also a time and place for the one who is the gift of mercy yep. to step in and handle a situation in yep. a different light, in a different way. Yeah, This is not the only way and we must be militant. We must be aggressive. We right. must. There is a time for that. And these are the people to call on or those yeah. who have this gift but just the same, there's there's the gifts of teaching and of serving, of giving, yep. exhortation, organization, all of those things. Those are yep. all gifts that are needed and are necessary for the body. For the whole, for the body. That's yeah. correct. And that, you know, sometimes when you, you, you talk to some people today who um, are lifting up a, quote, prophet out there. Yeah. Uh, some online, you know, or media teacher, preacher, whatever. Yeah. Um, they are held up as though they are the conduit, the conduit from heaven to man. And that just, I get a little concerned at that because that's not how the gift of prophecy in the New Testament flows. It's within the context of a body and and it's within accountability. And it's 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 one of many. It's not the one for the many. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So uh, I think that's a clear distinction we have to make is, all right, there is a gift of prophecy in the New Testament and for the functioning church in our day today, mm-hmm. but it is clearly not like the Old Testament and some parts the New Testament version of prophecy. Mm-hmm. We're they are not foretelling the future. They are not giving new revelation. Uh, they are not taking my place before God. No. It's important to remember a careful distinction we must make because Scripture makes that. So we should be highly concerned when we hear someone say things like, 
they have a new revelation from God. Man, I just get the heebie-jeebies. You know, when yeah. that when that when that someone says that, I get concerned. Now, if you want to tell me, hey, I saw something new in Scripture Day I hadn't seen before. Exactly. If you want to tell me uh, God is working in your life in a fresh way, I want to hear that. Yeah. You know, if you say. Uh, man, I have a different insight on what's happening right here based on what I saw in Scripture. I'm all over that. Exactly. Show me, tell me. That's what I'm saying. If you're saying, I have a word from the Lord, it, you better be quoting the Bible. Yeah, exactly. That's when I get nervous. Someone says, I have a word from God for you. I, woo, yeah. I, I, get, I get a little nervous there yeah. um, because there are those today who claim that. There are those in, in the Christian realm yeah. who say they have a new truth. Yep. Uh, that's different from the Bible, uh, that's outside the realm of the Bible, yeah. or or they have something different than the completed work of Jesus. Yeah. You know, they've got a new way to be right with God, or they've got a new message for the church today. Dangerous. All of that should cause us to be on high alert yeah. and concerned. For sure. Like whenever or if you were to go on YouTube, just start scrolling around, mm. you would see many and many of people who have their own accounts and would say something. An angel of the Lord appeared to me and said, God will save America on blah, blah, blah day yeah. at this time yeah. and in this way. Yep. I would say, where in the world did you find that? <clears throat> yeah, exactly. I, I need to see it like, in Scripture because that's what God yeah. has done. He works consistent yeah. with Scripture. He works consistent with his son. Exactly. He works consistent yeah. with the priesthood of the believer. Yeah. Prove it to me by the character of God and the ways that mm-hmm. he has chosen to act and work. Mm-hmm. And if it's not in that way, yeah, I I would <clears throat> say that's false prophet-like stuff. That yeah. is false prophet stuff. Yeah. That you're saying, God said this to be, to tell to y'all, now this is what's going to happen. Yeah. We should be concerned. Yes. We should, Highly we should concerned. be concerned in that moment. We should be concerned when someone says they have a new definition, purpose, or function for the church. God has already established that. It's laid out in Scripture for us. If someone has the new revelation about the church today, I get nervous. I get concerned about that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to have to test that to see if it really is of God. Yep. Um, we should be concerned when someone doesn't point us to the finished work of Jesus that gives me assurance of my faith, that gives me a greater peace about forgiveness, yeah. that leads me to obedience in him. If it's something away from any of that, yeah. be very concerned. Yeah. That's a prophet that is not walking in line with what God calls prophets to do in this day and time. Um, we should be concerned when someone says they have a new direction from God for me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when someone walks up to me and says, God told me to tell you, you need to move to Montana. God told me to tell you, you need to sell all your stuff and, and live homeless. I'm like, You're violating a principle, a truth of scripture called the priesthood of the believer. Yes. That God has opened the path of heaven for me to come boldly to the throne of grace yep. to hear individually from him. I have an open connection. I can speak to him. He can speak to me. Yes. And this is how he will speak. Yeah. Now, if someone comes to me and says, I want to remind you of some promises from the scripture. I want to remind All you of in. some promises that God has said. Yeah. He has said he will never leave you or forsake you. Yep. I'm all in. See you there. Speak, keep on speaking to yeah. me. I, I want to be encouraged, an edified, exhorted, yeah. built up in the faith yep. that has been once and for all delivered to us through Jesus yep. and the word of God. I'll, I'll take that every day. Yes. Line up and let's do this. Yeah. And I want to be that for other people. Exactly. When when people say, "Hey, would you pray for me?" 
I'm going to pray promises for them, and I'm going to try to remind them of promises as yes. well. I, don't, I want to remind you that God has said he is working all things together for good for those that love him and are called according to his purpose. I want to remind them of that. Yeah. I want to remind them that he said he will never leave me or forsake me. I want to remind them that no weapon formed against them will prosper. I want to remind them of those mm-hmm. things. That's just reminding them of truth that's been yeah. already recorded for us in Scripture. And it's it's saying it boldly. It's saying it yep. with a certainty. It's saying it from your spirit. It's yep. not just saying a, an idea or a thought or, or you know some yep. uh, mental thing that you've understood. But yep. it's this is hey, this is the truth from the Word of God, and it's tested over time. And He is faithful, and He is good. Yep. And I can't know what uh, God wants you to do yeah. specifically. I can know what he's recorded in his word, yeah. but I cannot tell you, uh, God told me to tell you, you need to move. Yeah. You know, God told me to tell you, you need to give X yeah. dollars. Yeah. That's, yeah. Not, how, that's yeah. not how God operates. Exactly. Uh, he, he will tell you. Mm-hmm. I can pray. I can yeah. point you to truth that's in scripture. Yeah. I can point to the character of God, Yeah, but I leave the rest to what the spirit has said he will do. Yeah. He will convict and he will teach and he will train and he will lead. And then I can, I can point to the finished work of Christ yeah. for us. Exactly. For so, sure. But we should be concerned when someone yeah. says, here's what God told me to tell you. And, and it be some kind of directive from heaven that's yeah. counter to his word or not, not in line with priesthood of the believer belief and, and truth. Yep. Um, we should be concerned when someone has the attitude that that they are on a different level with God than the rest of us. <laughs> yep. That somehow they have access to a place to insight that no one else does. They yeah. see things that no one else does. They hear things that no one else does. Uh, that's just, I just get a little nervous about that because yeah. we all have access. We all have truth. Uh, I get it. If you want to say, uh, I have this insight or I'm, I'm, I have a discernment on this issue I want to make you aware of or I have a caution. Uh, but what happens is they should then leave that with me to yeah. take up before God on my own. Exactly. Yep. But when someone says, uh, you know, I hear things no one else does. I see things no one else does. Yeah. This is this is the ground, this is the room yeah. where cults come alive. Yep. This is the place where you find cult leaders who claim to have uh, word from God, special uh, directives from God that no one else does. And then yeah. along with that usually means you can't question them. Yeah. Uh, they, they demand you obey them. They don't encourage you to go seek the Lord. They don't encourage you yeah. to seek out scripture. But they say, let me seek the Lord and let me tell you what he has to say to you yes. through me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I've had people sit in my office and tell me the stories of, of, of that situation happening where they or a loved one or someone they knew was a part of a cult-like environment and the leader demanded allegiance yeah. and they were the one who sought the Lord and they were the one who told others what to do. I mean, this is where you get the, the Jim's Jones kind of things. Waco. This is where you get the Waco scenario because there's one person who claims to have access to God and truth in God that no one else does. And they don't encourage that. Yeah. They encourage allegiance to them. They yeah. don't allow for accountability. They don't allow for any kind of 
difference of opinion or belief yeah. or question. They want full control over everyone's behavior and belief. That's Absolutely. frightening. Yeah. But it begins it in the room of I hear things no one else does. For sure. For <laughs> sure. And again, if someone wants to say, hey, I've been putting in the work in my Bible and I've been reading this and this and this, and these are things I'm going to go to that person because I know they know the scriptures deeper than I do because they've yep. spent more time in the word than I have. Yep. That's different than saying me as a you know general believer, there's someone above me who mm. they hear God more than I can hear God. They have a greater capacity than I do yep. because I don't know what reason, you know? Right. And whenever that happens, it's, it's, there's so many times throughout scripture where God says, I show no partiality. I yep. show no partiality. That's true. Everyone has, every every Christian has all of the spiritual blessings, right. all, all of That's the spiritual, true. you know, all of those <clears throat> things. So God shows no partiality. He does not mm-hmm. love someone more than another person as Christians, right? And whenever mm-hmm. there's that idea, <clears throat> then there's division that instantly sparks in the church. There's yeah. instantly, um, are you in this camp or this camp? Are you following this guy or this guy? Yeah. Or Oh, you don't follow anyone? Well, tough for you. You don't actually hear from God. Yeah, I, I really think that's what you get in First Corinthians 1, where you have the division of the church, and some saying, well, I, I am of Apollos, and well, yeah. I am of Paul. Yeah. And that that caused division, because yes. I think that wasn't just because, like, you know, people like to equate that with denominations. Yeah. I'm not sure that's what that really was. No. It was more along the lines of, you know, Paul alone hears from God. Yeah, Apollos alone exactly. hears from God. Yeah. And that's that's divisive. Exactly. That's yeah. where you get this extreme separatism yeah. and uh, within the body and and pulling away and yeah. a judgmental attitude exactly. and arrogance and exactly <clears throat> dangerous yeah, stuff for sure. And and one other verse, it First <clears throat> Timothy two, uh, it says there's one God and there's one mediator between God and man, and that's Jesus. There's not anyone that we have to go to or need to go to in order to get to God. Again, because of Jesus, because what he has done, we have direct access. We have immediate response, or immediate ear to our prayers, right? right. And that is only because of Jesus. We don't have to go to or through anyone anymore. Right. So uh, there are people, I know, that that have the gift of, prophecy and they function in that role and here are some things that i know about them they have submitted themselves to jesus to the power of the spirit and to the authority of god's word they don't they don't put themselves above any of that exactly they are under that they recognize that jesus is the foundation yep. uh, they recognize that the word of god is complete they recognize the working of the spirit will be in concert with all of that yeah. there'll be consistency and so they they've submitted themselves to all of that uh, they operate under self-control and they operate under accountability to others yes they don't elevate themselves as well i know this no one else does you can't believe anybody else you can alone trust me that's scary stuff right yeah. there. First uh, Corinthians 14, 32 says that the spirit of the prophets are subject to the prophets. Yeah, They're willing to put mm. themselves out there to others to say, do you see consistency in this? Yeah. So, you know, even within the council of our, our, our elders here at our church, yeah. there's no one that says, I alone hear from God and everyone yeah. else bow exactly. to me. No, there's, there's this willingness to say, uh, I believe this could be the direction for us. I want to lay this out. Here's what I understand from God's word. 
Mm-hmm. Here's what I understand about who Jesus is. Here's what I understand about the moving of the Spirit and the and the work in the church today. Now, what do y'all what do y'all see in consistency with yeah, this? They're absolutely. looking for yeah. that. They submit themselves yeah. to that. And you you literally even mm-hmm. see this in Scripture where Paul does this in Galatians two, the the first mm-hmm. half of it. He's saying he went to Peter, James, and John, mm-hmm. and he said, "Hey." This is the ministry I have to the Gentiles. I want to make sure this is in accordance to what we're all teaching. I want to make sure we are all in agreement here. I'm not out on my own. I'm not just speaking as a solo prophet, but I'm speaking as a mouthpiece of God. I am boldly proclaiming his word, but let's make sure we're all in line, right? We're all in agreement of this stuff. The pillars of the church is who he went to. It's good. It's good. So uh, these people who are prophets, again, they... uh, They've submitted themselves. They operate under self-control and accountability. And when they, when they, when I talk with them, they tell me insight that they have. They yeah. have an area that they have seen something uh, in in scripture. They encourage, but what they do at that point is they leave it with me to determine if it's from God. Is it where is it in scripture yeah. and is it edifying for the church? Is it consistent with the work of Jesus? Yeah. Not just because I'm the pastor, but that's just no. what that's what true prophets do. Exactly. They recognize that God speaks, but they also recognize all these other things. Again, scripture is complete, the work of Jesus is complete. The the church is the foundation, and he works now within the church. So they're leaving with me and my role as a priest before God to know what is truth. And I yep. appreciate that. That yep. They're not um, exalting themselves no. above everyone else. Exactly. They're not claiming to have something that no one else has. Uh, they are hearing from God and they direct me yeah. back to Jesus. They direct me back to the word of God. They direct me into my personal walk with him. Yeah. This is what real prophets do in this day and this time. Exactly. Yeah. So a quick story on that. You were saying <clears throat> something that reminded me of uh, a few years ago, we went to a camp uh, with the youth group mm. and there was a guy who would come up on stage after worship or after the sermon or something like that. And he would come from behind, you know, the stage and he'd say, man, I was just talking with God. And he told me that there is, there are world leaders in this room. And everyone's like, oh, mm. are you kidding me? That's intense. That's mm-hmm. crazy. You come out and say, God told me that fill in the blank, this is going to happen, or that right. there's a person in here that fill in the blank, you know, right. all these things. And this was in a room of 800-something teenagers <sighs> to where, and probably 150 adult leaders. And I left there thinking, wow, all these teenagers mm. who have not lived as long of life as, again, I'm not that much older than the teenagers, <laughs> but they haven't, uh, they don't have the discernment developed to say, I can hear God apart from anyone else. Yep. So it makes me want to teach that even more, but you leave there, these teenagers leave there saying, I need that guy yep. to hear from God. Yep. Because that's what was being taught. That's what was being shown as yep. the way of truth. Right. Is now these teenagers are more enamored with this guy who can say, I heard from God, this is what he yeah. said to me. Thus saith the Lord. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> and now they're enamored more with him than they are even of God. Wow. And maybe that's not with all of them, <clears throat> but that is what 
that whole teaching leans right into is that guy has the answers. I don't. I need him. Yeah. I have to have that guy to tell me what God has to say. Yeah. That doesn't drive them to faith. That doesn't drive them to Jesus. That doesn't drive them to the Bible. That drives everybody to him. Yeah. And then he can say, look at all this following ahead. Thus saith the Lord, give me money. Yeah, exactly. And not that we know everyone's motive. but exactly. Man, it could be that as a motive. I don't know. Regardless, it's dangerous. Yeah. Uh, I don't even like that in being a pastor. I don't want people in our church or community thinking, I have this direct line access to God that they can't have. can't get to, exactly. You know, I, I get it. People... People want us to pray for one another, and we should. Yeah. But even when people think that I have a greater ability to pray for them than other people, yeah. I'm like, oh, man, I'm just another one like you. Yeah. You have access to God. I'll pray exactly. for you. Believe yeah. me, I will. Yeah. But um, Exactly. It's not, that, it's not that we don't want to pray for someone. No. But it's that we want them to be comfortable, confident, all of these things in yeah. the fact that God loves me. I can talk to him. He'll respond to me. I don't have to go to a pastor. Yeah. I can. can. If I'm looking for wisdom or I need discernment, I need help, I yep. need a clarity of mind, Yep. I will go to a trusted source. Yeah. But you have that as well in your very own Bible. Yeah, and what we read in the New Testament is that uh, even those who spoke on behalf of the Lord, pastor, teacher, preacher, whoever it might be, even they encourage the followers to go back to the Word of God. Yeah. The Berean uh, church believers, they yeah. they were elevated and, and encouraged and praised because they heard, but then they went back to search the Scriptures to see if it was yeah. true. And yep. that's what every, every believer today should do. Yeah. Don't just take what any pastor says as the thus saith the Lord. Uh, good pastors will preach and say, here's what God's word says, here's who Jesus is, here's who you are in Christ. But then they'll drive you to go build your faith, to go study the scripture, to go, uh, you call upon the name of the Lord and see what he has for you in his word through Jesus in the church. Yep, yep. (laughs) That's That's what prophets should do. Yep. So, with all of that, we should be in our day uh, discerning and careful whenever we hear someone say they are a prophet, have the gift of prophecy, or declare, thus saith the Lord. First uh, Thessalonians says, do not despise prophecies. Test all things. Yeah. Hold fast what is good. Yeah. All right? Test all things. So I should evaluate, always be evaluating what I'm hearing someone else say, especially yeah. if they are in the, the thus saith the Lord capacity, <laughs> teacher, preacher, uh, podcast leader, whoever it is you're following, listening to, whatever yeah. Bible study you've picked up, whatever book you've read, <clears throat> test it, test all things. How do I test it? The scripture tells us, is it consistent with the word of God? You should test whatever you hear. Yeah. Does it line up with what is already recorded in Scripture? God does not change. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Mm-hmm. So uh, what he said then is still what he's saying now. The Bible does not need an updated version to happen because the culture has changed. Uh, the Bible is still true, and what happened is the culture needs to change to what the Bible says actually yeah. is truth. Yeah. So the Scripture says about itself. All Scripture is given by inspiration of God. It's profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete. 
-hmm. thoroughly equipped for every good work. God has given us everything we need in his word, and he will not speak another word different than what has been recorded in his word. And we should be on high alert when someone says differently. We should test all things. And God places a a premium on this Um, in, in Revelation 22. He says, for I testify to everyone who hears the words of the prophecy of this book. If anyone adds to these things, God will add to him the plagues that are written in this book. Mm. That's frightening. Yeah. Uh, and if anyone takes away from the words of, uh, of the book of this prophecy, God will take away his part from the book of life, uh, from the holy city, and from the things which are written in this book. God guards how he speaks and what heaven sounds like. So yes. we should be on high alert. If someone says they that we should do something that's inconsistent with what has already been spoken in Scripture. When I hear, read, listen to anyone, I'm looking for it. What does Scripture say about this? Is this in concert with it? Mm-hmm. So uh, if anyone dismisses the Bible as authoritative, be on alert. Yeah. If anyone dismisses sections of the Bible as being uh, irrelevant or outdated, be on high alert. Yes. Um, if anyone dismisses scripture because they say they have a new revelation be on super high alert god will not speak through anyone today in a way that's inconsistent with how he has already spoken in the past absolutely yeah absolutely and i would again say if if you in any of these things start hearing wow that sounds like a teacher that i know Mm. that sounds like a person that i know Mm -hmm. that's interesting yeah i would say ask questions yep Test the things that they have said, yep. either in your life or or in other people's lives or whatever. Yep. And if necessary or if possible, I would say address it yep. and leave that circumstance. That's true. As it, 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 it's too important. It's too important and it's too dangerous. It's too toxic. <clears throat> it's too damaging. Yeah. So again, the way you test it, is it consistent with what's already been recorded in Scripture? Number two, is it consistent with the finished work of Jesus? Does it match what Jesus came to do and accomplished on the cross and in the resurrection? If it's not consistent with that, if it's leading in a different place, then you should be on high alert. So uh, 1 John says, Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits, whether they are of God, because many false prophets have gone out into the world. By this, you know the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is of God. And every spirit that does not confess that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is not of God. And this is the Spirit of Antichrist, which you have heard was coming and now is already in the world. So John is saying you should test everything, every person that especially claims to be speaking on behalf of heaven, you should test that to see if it really is from heaven. And the way you would know is it will line up with the finished work of Jesus Christ. Exactly. Yep. Uh, Revelation says that the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. Any revelation that came it was, yep. was always about Jesus, pointed to Jesus, and any word today that comes from a true Prophet will be direct people to Jesus, to yeah. what he has accomplished, to forgiveness, to redemption, 
to yeah. restoration, to salvation, mm-hmm. to completion in him, to drive the individual to Jesus, not to someone else. And God has some harsh words for those who are false yes. prophets. Yep. Some things that he calls out <coughs> because he says there are false prophets that have gone out into the world. There are those who have a another spirit and you should be careful of those. Yeah. Uh, Deuteronomy 18 speaks of that. Here's an Old Testament yeah. uh, warnings and words about that. A little bit of a lengthy passage here, but it says uh, in verse 18 of chapter 18, I will raise up for them a prophet like you from among the brethren and will put my words in his mouth and yeah. he shall speak to he shall speak to them all that I command him. And it shall be whoever will not hear my words, which he speaks in my name, I will require it of him. But the prophet who presumes to speak a word in my name, which I have not commanded him to speak, or who shows in the name or who speaks in the name of other gods, that prophet shall die. And if you say in your heart, how shall we know the word which the Lord has not spoken? When a prophet speaks in the name of the Lord, if the thing does not happen or come to pass, that is the thing which the Lord has not spoken. Mm-hmm. The prophet has spoken it presumptuously. You shall not be afraid of him. <laughs> I mean, that is just, it's the most clearly evident that God protects the mm-hmm. sound of heaven. That's true. And he guards the way that yep. his voice is. Yep. How it rings out in the world. Yep. And if it's if it's not of God, and someone says, this is of God, yep. and it's not, it says in Deuteronomy, it says, that prophet shall die. Yeah. There was no room yep. for error for a prophet. It's true. That's how closely God yeah. guards it. Absolutely. And and again, it's it's not like, oh, man, now, you know, if I say anything, God's going to kill me. No. no. But it's the people who say, thus saith the Lord, and he didn't say it. Yeah, because they felt it or because they were in some ecstatic state when they felt it and they want to say it or just a a feeling that they have. But it's not based on the character of Jesus, the finished work of Jesus, and the word of God. Uh, Those are things that define whether it's from God or not, and we should test those. Exactly, yep. So again, is it from Scripture or is it consistent with Scripture? Is it consistent with the finished work of Jesus? And then the third question, Third way to test it, is it consistent with edifying the church? Does it build up what yeah. Jesus has established? Yeah. This is what he died for. Mm-hmm. This is what he rose for, for the establishment of the church. This is not a side gig for us in this day. This is no. this is what we are about as believers. Jesus died for this. And so when a prophet speaks, it should be for the edifying of the church, not the dismembering, not dissension within it. The division. Yeah. Yeah. Ephesians 4 says in 11, 12, he gave him, he gave himself, sorry, he himself gave some to be apostles, prophets, evangelists, some pastors and teachers for the equipping of the saints, for the work of ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. God gave gifts not just for you to tinker with on your own, yeah, to do with what you want, exactly. but for the edifying of the church, for the building up of the church, for the work of yes. ministry. So when someone speaks and claims to be a prophet, it should drive accountability within the body. It should yeah. drive them to say, 
test this to see if it really is from God. Yeah. You go test it. Exactly. It should be to build up the church. Yeah. First uh, Corinthians fourteen says, "He who prophesies speaks edification and exhortation and comfort to men." It should be for the building up of your faith, yep. not the destruction of, the tearing down, exactly. uh, increasing fear within you, increasing anxiety within you, increasing guilt within you, yep. increasing shame within you, increasing condemnation within you. It should yep. build you up drive you to Jesus and drive you to the body yep. as a whole. Yep. So we should be on high alert. If someone claims to be a prophet and they they tell you to do something or believe something that's not consistent with the building up of the church, if they're yep. looking to do something for their own personal benefit, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm giving you a thus saith the Lord for what it'll do for me. No. <laughs> if it doesn't drive you to Jesus, the head of the yep. church, uh, if it doesn't drive you into a functioning, healthy church, if it doesn't yeah. drive you to seek accountability and 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 verification from others that truly is from the Lord, be aware, be alert. Yeah, that's not the spirit of a prophet. Yeah, if, if I would say if someone's prophesying for you to get, you know, the most luxurious car or to get, you know, I'm saying, thus saith the Lord, you will prosper and everything you will have yeah. prosperity and yeah. all these kinds of things yeah that's nice mm-hmm. but at the same time is there should be and is more this is the will of god for your life mm-hmm. pursue him acknowledge mm-hmm. him in all of your ways mm-hmm. and the more general will and mm-hmm. not the this is what's going to happen whether you like it or not kind of thing yeah. you know because right and it'll, again, it'll drive you back into the whole of the church, yes. yeah, not into just individual living. And it does; it's not for the anything the prophet says. It shouldn't be for their own personal benefit. No, you know, yeah, give give to me, and the Lord will give to you. Yeah, no, that's not right. Exactly, that's that, not how that works. That's no. not consistent with Scripture. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. All right. So the fourth one then, and the last one we'll cover today. Uh, the, the test: How do you know if the prophecy is really from God? If this prophet is of God, is what they say consistent with your role as a priest before God. The priesthood of the believer is central to the work of Jesus in this day. Mm -hmm. Jesus died so that you could have personal access to heaven. Yeah. So that you could enter heaven without going through anyone else. We come to him. He is the way. Hebrews describes it this way. This is the covenant that I will make with them after those days, says the Lord. In other words, in this day. I will put my law into their hearts, and in their minds I will write them. Then he adds, their sins and their lawless deeds I will remember no more. Now, there, where there is no, or where there is remission of these, there is no longer an offering for sin. So whatever a prophet says ought to be consistent with that to begin yes, with. Exactly. It ought to drive me uh, to know God's law in my heart and in my mind and to know that my sins have been paid for. Yep. But he's not finished. He says, therefore, brethren, having boldness to enter the holiest by the blood of Jesus, by yeah. a new and living way, which he consecrated for us through the veil, that is his flesh, and having a high priest over the house of God, let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith, yeah. having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. That should be the message that you are encouraged with from a prophet yep. that pushes you to seek the Lord 
enter into his presence. Hear from him. Know your forgiveness. Know what he has done for you. Know how deeply you're loved. That's what a message from a prophet ought to be. And if they're driving you in any other direction, if they're trying to say to you, I have a word from you or for you from God. I know you haven't heard it, but I'm here to tell you this is what heaven says. Be be afraid. Yep. Be be very yes. afraid in that moment. So um, I get nervous, just honestly, then when I and I hear people today talk about they've had a divine revelation. Yeah. I get incredibly nervous in that moment and, and concerned because I, yeah. I don't what are you talking about? Are you talking about exactly. something separate from Scripture, separate from Jesus, separate from my own priesthood ability yep. to stand before God and hear from yeah. Him? I get, I get, I get concerned when I hear yeah. uh, people be given the titles of of prophets and apostles and today yeah. as though they are, uh, you know, rank and file above everyone else. Yeah. That they they have a direct line access to God that none of the rest of us have. I get nervous today when people say. Yeah. Uh, they spoke in tongues and had a message given to them by God for me that's yeah. inconsistent with Scripture or is or inconsistent with this priesthood access I have with yeah, God. Exactly. Uh, those are things we should all be concerned about today. Yes. Um, so we have to ask those questions. We should test the spirit of what is said to us. Yes. We should test the spirit of what we are learning. We should test the spirit of every follower. We should test the spirit of every pastor because Jesus died for us to have personal direct line access to him yep. through him, yep, through the word of God. Absolutely. Consistent with the church, consistent with what his word has always been. Absolutely. So are there modern day prophets? Yes, there are those that God moves and speaks through with full clarity and passion and consistency with his word, the work of Jesus, the priesthood of the believer, and the church. Are there prophets today, like the Old Testament prophets and some of the New Testament prophets, who speak foretelling the future and with a new revelation from God? No, no. there are not. Be very aware. Yes. Test the spirits. Yep. See whether they are of God. Yep. Use these tests that we've laid out today. Um, this is what Jesus died for. Absolutely. This is what we have been freed to. Yep. Let us walk in all this Absolutely. with no fear, but with great confidence, full assurance of our faith, yes. knowing that our sins have been remembered no more. Yeah. So, whew, man, I get fired up about this stuff. Absolutely. And we should. Yeah. So uh, I hope it's been helpful for you today. Um, I hope that um, it gives you greater courage and confidence in your faith as you stand before the Lord not having to look to anyone else exactly. to be your uh, prophet. Yep, mediator. <laughs> not have, yeah, not having to look to anyone else to be your mediator um, that you have to go to or go through to get to God or hear from God. Utilize the gifts that God has given the church. Get up in all of that, and yep. you be part of it. Yep. You become part of that. Yeah. And, and walk with discernment, testing everything that you hear. Yeah, I could just keep talking about it, but I'm not going to. I just keep. So uh, I appreciate Truett uh, and the conversation Absolutely. we've had today and hope it's been helpful to you. And join us at Vertical Church as we keep on lifting him up and living him out. 